Hi, I'm James Schillinglon. I'm here in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia at the WTTC Global Summit, uh, one of the largest ever. I'm here with a familiar face, uh, Arnold Donald, who is the chair of the World Travel and Tourism Council and former president and CEO of Carnival Corporation. And obviously we've met Arnold a, a lot over the years, and here he is uh, in Riyadh. We're going to talk to Arnold about this particular meeting, which is the largest ever, as I said before, uh, for World travel and tourism and the sort of takeaways here from Saudi Arabia and you'll find out about that and more on Insider Travel Report. Now, first of all, Arnold, it's great to see you here. We, we've talked a little bit while you've been here racing around. It's been a huge meeting, a very successful meeting. And what is your impression, your sort of takeaway from the bat f about this particular meeting? You know, what uh, what did you expect and what did you not expect? Well, first of all, James, it's always good to see you. So I'm glad you're here in Riyadh and thanks for being here for WTTC, for our, our global summit. Um, my biggest takeaway is that travel is back. Um, this is, as you mentioned, the largest summit ever for us. Uh, we had a very successful summit in Manila uh, less than a year ago uh, with maybe 1,500 plus attendees. Mm -hmm. You were with us in Cancun. We were first, you know, we were still in the pandemic at that time. I think we only had about 600 there, but it was nice to, nice, nice, nice people, nice to be back and, yeah. and be there. But uh, thousand streaming, thousand streaming, but only 700 persons. But we had to do all the testing protocols and all that. So, um, but this has um, been really fantastic, and the energy. Uh, it's been great. Mm -hmm. uh, most importantly for me, uh, the commitment and the inspiration that's going on here to support the key initiatives uh, to drive the success of travel and tourism globally is um, what I'm taking away from this mainly. Yeah, now why do you think everybody showed up for this one? I mean, I look at the roster and it's really a who's who of travel pretty much in the in, in around the world. Yeah, I think it's um, a couple of reasons. One is because, you know, it is post-pandemic and People are participating again, that's helpful. And they've been pent up. They haven't all had a chance to participate in events like this as much and in recent times. So that's one reason. Second reason is because of Saudi Arabia. Uh, uh, the kingdom invested a lot in this summit. Uh, they made, uh, reached out and requested uh, people to attend. But also people are curious uh, about Saudi Arabia. But they're also motivated to support the growth of travel and tourism globally and uh, they know that this is a great summit to do that yeah now obviously we sort of think we're over covid the pandemic now <laughs> and back when we were in cancun that was like at the very beginnings of right. of this uh, uh what, what is the focus of wttc going forward now that you know that we're looking i know sustainability is a big issue uh but and also Obviously, the, the primary reason WTC exists is to highlight the importance of travel and tourism to governments. Do you think they get it yet? Yeah, look, the reason WTTC exists is the following. We want even more frictionless travel. Uh, we want even more enjoyable travel. And we want even more sustainable travel. And, and that's the purpose. And we feel the way to do that is with private public sector collaboration. Right. And so even though during the pandemic, that was around harmonizing health protocols and so on, you know, all the time is saying, how do we make travel more frictionless for the traveler, easier for people to travel, more inclusive? You know, how do we do it in a sustainable fashion, both from a, a climate change standpoint, but also from a, a social equity, social justice standpoint and social impact standpoint? And how do we, in effect, just make it more enjoyable?
Yeah, absolutely. And it's starting to be that finally, although there's still some friction now. Uh, you know, we, we're still experiencing that because everybody's traveling. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And and, it, and that goes to the point, uh, based on your conversations uh, with the travel and tourism leaders here, what's the general take? Is tw is 22 going to be a great good year and 23 going to be even better year how's business well, it's a global business but generally of course people is extremely positive you've heard uh, you've been here and so you've heard it uh, you've heard a lot of people quote about this best year ever for them uh, 22 will be uh, many are seeing 23 is going to be the best year ever um, including some of those who say that 22 has been their best year ever. Uh, so there's a lot of momentum in travel, clearly, right now. Of course, there are pockets that remain challenging. Right. There are some countries that are, you know, closed. Or no closed, travel. obviously, China, China Russia, uh, a few people, a few, uh, I was talking to the, the Japan tourism right. folks, and they literally just opened up about a month ago. So. Exactly. So, so there are some places, that, so it's uneven, um, but generally, you know, we're coming back, and the forecast, as you heard, is uh, for maybe 120 26 million to 127 million more jobs created in the next decade in the travel and tourism sector. Um, you know, we lost almost 60 million jobs during the pandemic. We recovered, you know, a substantial number of those already, but not all of them yet. But as we look forward with the growth expected and travel to be on a trajectory of about 5% more, greater than 5%, I think the number is 5.8 or something like that, compared to GDP growth projections of 2.8. So travel you know, outperforming uh, GDP growth. So all those signs are, are positive. Yeah, and you came from an industry that literally was shut down for almost two years, and now it's really coming back almost totally. Yeah, well, we're excited in the cruise industry to have the ships sailing again and um, having our crews back on board. Um, we still have some destinations that aren't available to us. Um, of course, that impacts things. Uh, but as we look forward out into the future overall for the cruise industry and certainly for, you know, the company, I've you know, grown to love the most, the Carnival Corporation. Right. Um, you know, I think the future is bright. Yeah. Now, we talked a little bit about the Saudi. I mean, and you've now here been uh, three times here over the past year. Uh, what's your impression of what's going on here? And uh, because, it, to be honest with you, Saudi was used as a kind of poster child of what travel and tourism can do uh, uh, when you really put your mind to it. And they have really done it. And they have a really short timeline to be, become a major destination. But wh wh what's your view of what you've seen here? Well, again, I think that's one reason why a lot of people are here, because, you know, they've got the five giga projects they're in the middle of um you know not the middle but they're well on the path um to establishing those projects um they're not just concepts there's you know we visited one Dorea. the Dorea gate which was amazing and what they're planning and and literally they're going to be opening things for the next uh, till 2030 and what they're planning is just beyond and that's just one project yeah right? Dorea is, is one of you know five or six you know giga projects that they have around the country uh, so they're in the middle of transforming their um uh, economy from a fossil fuel based you know um, driven economy to one that's more holistic and uh, sustainable and obviously tourism they see is a, a key part of that because they realize the job creation that occurs um, with tourism uh, sector growing so it's just spectacular what they've done and they're doing it in a very accelerated fashion mm -hmm. so uh, they opened up just three years ago literally right before COVID right. I remember that a lot of groups were over here saying hey Saudi's open they've changed their visa system and everything else and then COVID hit and we kind of forgot about it for a little while and they're doing it in a very thoughtful way um, these projects um, you can see how they've taken the time to make certain they preserve the history 
while at the same time making it modern, you know, for, you know, creature conference today, but without, you know, discarding the history. They've integrated it well um, within all the sites they are. The second thing they've done is really taken a sustainable approach. Um, and so they've been super conscientious, you know, about things that can impact climate change, but also, again, on the social side, inclusive, you know, for the people. And, 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 and so it's really a, a phenomenal example. And they've taken the position of what's maybe taken 50 years somewhere else how do we do it in five years? Now, they have the resources to do that, which is fantastic, but they're using those resources in a very thoughtful way uh, to create a, a vibrant you know, t uh, travel and tourism sector. So WTCC, I think, a lot has really aligned itself with Saudi in a way because it, this really, as I said earlier, is the poster child of what travel and tourism can do for a country in a very quick amount of time uh, to turn itself into a different kind of destination. Uh, one, and you know, Saudi wasn't even a destination, and now it's going to be. Well, you know, WTTC supports all travel right. and tourism destinations, and um, and we certainly support here in Saudi Arabia, but we do everywhere. And uh, we'll be announcing our next summit um, later this afternoon. You can share after we do that, um, you know, with those that, that listen and, and follow this, um, what that is. But, but, you know, we support all travel and tourism globally, and we certainly support it here. Anything surprise you about this conference or the Saudi, the, the Saudi Arabia in general? I wouldn't say surprise because um, they've shown the capability to just do extraordinary things that you would never imagine. So I'm no longer surprised when that happens. But extraordinary things that have occurred have been uh, minutia things like the fabulous light show we had in Dorea. That was pretty, pretty remarkable. It's remarkable. You know, it's um, a seven minute plus uh, fireworks display combined with a drone show combined with drones that were pyrotechnic drones and I mean it's just one of the most spectacular presentations in the sky you know you could ever possibly imagine it was spectacular so things like that you know the event last night with Enrique Iglesias at the Hitton Palace so those were the fun things but also when you look at their giga projects uh, and the exhibits here and, and you see um, the quality of thought um, the scale of it all, you know, it, it's, um, the scale is just mind-blowing. And, and the progress already made. Uh, and, and the cleverness and the design and the architecture and, and the engineering. And um, so, again, not a surprise, uh, but some, definitely something to admire and definitely things that have not been done before. Absolutely. Now, any other takeaways from this conference at this point and to, as we head into 23? Yeah, I'm just so proud of WTTC staff. I'm so grateful to our hosts. As you know, they've been not only spectacular in what they've done, they've been very warm and welcoming. And um, they they are, um, are so kind and, and so generous right. in nature, and it's just a, a wonderful place uh, to be. Um, so I definitely want to you know, acknowledge those things. And then I want to acknowledge the members of WTTC and, uh, and everyone like yourself that's here um, that's really carrying the torch for travel and tourism because it means quality of life for people. It means jobs, but it also means we're bringing people together. Absolutely. And when you bring people together from different cultures, different backgrounds, they discover what they have in common, and they learn to celebrate their differences rather than to fear them. And it makes the world a better place. And that's what I'm most grateful for. 
I absolutely agree. And I'm off to Jeddah tomorrow to do a little tour of, for a few days before I head up to the international luxury travel market up in Cannes. Uh, it's a long trip, uh, a lot of interviews to do. Uh, <laughs> but it's great to see you, Arnold, here. Uh, I, I remember in Cancun, we were all very happy just to be there. <laughs> right. And now we're here and there's even more people and it's, it's a much bigger meeting and we're in a place that a few years ago we never even would think about going. So it's been an amazing meeting. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for being here. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.